This is the Amanda Murphy Radio. This podcast is for every woman who has ever felt less than, unworthy, or just not enough. It's for any woman who has ever felt wronged by diet culture or society and is just truly fed up trying to keep up. On this podcast, no topic or conversation is ever off limits. We'll talk about all things anti-diet and intuitive eating, body positivity and self-acceptance, health and empowerment, literally all things women. Each episode, we'll dive into inspiring conversations and share powerful stories that help us feel more empowered and more connected than ever before. It's time we take back control of our health, our bodies, and our lives. I'm your host, Amanda Murphy, certified intuitive eating counselor and empowerment mentor for girls. Are you excited? Girl, me too. Hey ladies, so glad you are here and joining me for another episode of the Amanda Murphy Radio. Now today I want to talk to, to, I guess I can't talk, so maybe we won't be talking, but I want to talk to you ladies about a topic that I feel is controversial in the sense that there's just a lot of opinions, um, there's a lot of different beliefs, and none are really wrong, none are really right, I mean... It's kind of one of those tricky subjects, Um, and that is what is and what isn't diet culture. You know, what is in the name of health and what isn't in the name of health. And, um, you know, in this world where diet culture has been around for years and years and years, and it's pretty much, actually it has, become the normal way of being for humans in Um, America, but essentially the world, you know, it's the way that we have come to know as the way of life. So it doesn't seem abnormal to us. So now with this movement of really being more aware of diet culture, the BS that they really are, um, and calling diet culture out for what it is and and really helping women to open their eyes to it and men, you know, really helping the whole world open their eyes to diet culture and and what really is healthy and in the name of health. I mean, it's a beautiful movement. The self-love, health at every size, body positivity, all of it is beautiful. It's necessary. It's, It's amazing. And I can't say enough about that, but it has created I want to say this I don't want to say divide but sometimes people who are very much out of diet culture you know they've they've made the step over the crossover however you want to call it into the anti-diet world and they see diet culture for the bs that it is it's easy to like you know be a deer in headlights kind of not no 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 not a deer in headlights but like when somebody's stuck in the diet culture way of thinking still it's like nails on a chalkboard and you're like oh my god what do I you know and you're just you almost like attack and you want to pounce and you want to help pull them out which you know sometimes people are ready for that or they're receptive to you reaching out and speaking your piece or helping them see the you know, the, the other side, for lack of better words. But some people, they're not. They're not there yet. They they haven't accepted it. They haven't, you know, they just haven't been exposed enough or, or whatever the case may be. But they're just not there in their own personal lives yet and their journeys to really see that. They're still, to them, it still feels very normal and okay and right and, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, to be in diet culture. And I get it. I totally get it. We all have to come to it at our own time and in our own way. Um, You know, it comes back to the you just can't help somebody who doesn't want the help. And if somebody doesn't realize maybe what they're doing isn't the healthiest, 
then, you know, they, they just don't see it. I mean, I guess where I'm getting at is, you know, you just can't force somebody to be in a anti-diet way of thinking, way of being, way of living and see the diet culture BS if they're not ready, if they're not there yet. You know, everybody's just different. Well, with that, you know, there's just some butting of the heads, I want to say. You know, everybody's, some people who are kind of seeing the light, for lack of better words. And, you know, side note, I use some of these terms loosely because I don't really have a better word for them. But, you know, some people see that diet culture is BS and that it does perpetuate a lot of um, negative self-talk, poor body image, and they see the long, long, long list of problems that come with diet culture and that diet culture is not truly in the name of health, but they're still caught up in this limbo of some things where diet culture perpetuates it as, oh, it's not diet culture, it's wellness, or it's not dieting, it's this. It's, you know, they try to mask it and they're still kind of stuck in between. So what I'm really getting at is what is diet culture, what isn't? You know, somebody might be gluten-free, they might be a vegan, vegetarian, they might be paleo, they might um, do a Whole30, whatever. Um, They do crazy workouts, whatever, period. They might be doing something and they, they, they say it's for health, whatever the reason is, and somebody else looks at it and says, that's dieting or that's diet culture or why do you need to cut out dairy? You're not lactose intolerant. Why are you paleo? Why are you this? Why are you doing that? You know, and they, you know, somebody in the anti-diet way of thinking, somebody who's pulled themselves out of diet culture is looking at somebody else and thinking, oh my God, they're still dieting. And it's easy to do that. And then it's easy for somebody on the other side to say, well, I'm doing this for my health or I'm doing this, whatever, whatever. (laughs) I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but okay, so let me regroup. Let me regroup a little bit. So, you know, you just, somebody in the anti-diet world and the anti-diet way of living being whatever, see somebody in what they feel is still dieting, okay? So what constitutes dieting? What, how do we determine if what somebody is doing is dieting, being in diet culture, or simply for the name of health? This is what it boils down to, guys. Intention. That's it. It boils down to your intent and your reasoning. If somebody is, let's say, doing paleo, for example, and they're doing it because they think they're going to lose body fat quicker or they're going to lose 10, 15 pounds by doing this, well, yes, then they're kind of still pretty much not kind of solely in the diet culture way of thinking. You know, if that's your intent, that's a dieting thought. Now, if you're doing paleo because, you know, you've not done paleo and, you know, maybe you feel crummy, your energy levels are low, whatever, and, you know, eating a paleo diet makes you feel good, great, then then that's good. Um, you know, if somebody says, oh, I can't have dairy because I'm lactose intolerant, well, clearly that's not a diet culture thing. But if somebody says, oh, I cut out all, all dairy because it says dairy's bad for you, well, if did you read that on an article on the internet or did your doctor tell you? Like, where did you get that information from and what's your intent? You know, if you're doing something because it simply makes you feel better, like some people really are strict on no sweets, like no cookies, no nothing with a lot of sugar. 
And they do that because it makes them feel good, you know, whether it's for their energy, their sleeping, whatever they claim it makes them feel good. If that's truly their intention, then that's fine. You know, diet culture is not necessarily a list of actions or behaviors. It's really a set of beliefs and a mindset and and it boils down to our intentions with the things that we do. You know, if we think that avoiding sugar is going to make us a better person because it's going to make us healthier and it's going to help us stay thin or not gain weight, then that is avoiding sugar because of a diet culture way of thinking, because of a diet mentality behavior. Now, if you're avoiding sugar, again, like I said, because, you know, sugar makes you feel like crap, well, then you're just avoiding something that makes you feel like crap. I mean, somebody who's allergic to bees isn't going to go put themselves by a beehive. Let's let's be realistic here. Somebody who's lactose intolerant isn't going to go eat a gallon of ice cream because they say they can't be in diet culture. And let's look at another example of like cauliflower rice. Now, well, cauliflower, not cauliflower rice, but cauliflower. Like they have literally found every different way under the sun to use cauliflower and make it into another food like cauliflower rice cauliflower mash um cauliflower pizza crusts i mean you name it i even heard something about somebody putting cauliflower in oatmeal which sounds disgusting to me but to each their own okay now there's nothing truly wrong with cauliflower and using it to you know using it as cauliflower rice and eating that and you know using it to make a pizza crust there's nothing wrong with that there might be various reasons why you're doing that But if your intention and reason for using cauliflower, let's say, to make a pizza crust is to reduce calories or you think that a regular pizza crust is going to be um, fattening, it's going to make you fat, you know, you can't have that many calories, it's bad, etc. And you place morality on it and and you feel like you can't eat regular pizza for whatever reason, then that's a diet culture behavior that's that's thinking about it and going about it in a diet culture way now if you're just eating a cauliflower crust pizza because it's just it's there and somebody else made it and you're eating it okay if somebody made it and or like you made it because you have a food allergy and this will help you avoid that food allergy or maybe you're gluten-free or you know if you're doing it because of some other reason like it just makes you feel good you're avoiding an allergy you prefer the taste fine You know, it's not this black and white where, like, you instantly see somebody eating a cauliflower crust pizza and you're like, oh, my God, are you just, like, you know, dieting? Are you counting calories? Are you trying to lose weight? Maybe. There's people who are very much, you know, still stuck in that diet culture mentality, but not everybody's in that. And there is there is differences and it really comes down to our intention. I mean, at the end of the day, we are going to do things simply because it makes us feel better and it makes us feel good. So it really boils down to why we're doing it. If you're going to the gym and you're forcing yourself through a 6 a.m. fitness class, like a CrossFit hardcore hit, I don't know, biking, whatever class that you are miserable at, but you're doing it because you think you have to burn that many calories to lose weight, well... That's a diet culture way of thinking. You know, if somebody is a vegan because that's their personal beliefs, that's their personal preference, they're not doing it to be thinner. They're not doing it to prevent themselves from weight gain. And they're really doing it because it's what they want to do and, you know, it makes them feel good. Then that that's great. That is not necessarily them being in diet culture or 
you know, dieting. That's just their preferences and the way that they choose to live their their life. You know, and with this mindset of, you know, whether someone chooses to be vegan or cut out dairy or gluten-free, whatever, I mean, there is, sometimes there is negative side effects of cutting things out of our diet that we do need. You know, maybe some people who do try to be a vegan have adverse side effects because, I don't know, they're not getting something that they need to a nutrient. Um, You know, people who cut out gluten that don't need to cut out gluten, sometimes I've seen have adverse side effects too. So really it comes down to we have to eat and consume a diet that feels good to us. And at the same time, you know, on the same token, it has to be in the mindset that like we know that if I like, okay, let's say I'm a vegan. I'm vegan because it's my personal choice. I, I just don't eat meat. I don't eat animal products at all. That's my personal preference. But at the same token, I don't think it's, you know, I, I don't look down upon people who, um, you know, aren't vegan. I, I don't think that it's necessarily the worst thing in the world if if you're not a vegan. Or let's say somebody who chooses to cut out dairy because it just makes them feel better if they don't eat a lot of dairy or dairy at all. But they know that dairy is not bad. It's not a bad food and it's not like, you know, I can always say the word wrong, not de- demonized. There we go. I said it right. <laughs> demonized. Like they don't demonize certain foods as a whole. You know, they're not like separating all these foods into good and bad food categories, quote, quote, where they've put dairy in the bad category. And that's why they're not eating it. They know dairy's fine. Dairy's good. It, it's dairy's just a food. It's all food is food is food. They are personally just choosing not to eat dairy. I mean, I hope that makes sense. It it really boils down to what we're doing and why we're doing it. The why and the intention and what we think is going to happen by doing what we're doing is really, really what matters when it comes to not being in diet culture. You know, when we fill up our plates, we eat dinner, and then we're still kind of hungry and we want seconds, you know, if, if you think, oh, I can't have seconds because I'm going to gain more weight and I'm going to, you know, it's too many calories, so you don't get seconds, well, then that's a diet culture way of thinking. I mean, if you're truly hungry you're, or you're feeling the desire for more food and you're not honoring your desire for more food, well, that's a diet culture behavior. That's an intention that's coming from a place of dieting. Um you know, so it, I, I can give you example upon example upon example, but really that's what it boils down to is intention. I mean, diet culture and being in a diet culture way of thinking even boils down to walking into your friend's apartment. She said she was making dinner. She didn't say what she was making, but she made spaghetti. Now you can think, mm, spaghetti, that smells so good. I love spaghetti. And you can go about your life or you can be in the diet culture way of thinking and think, oh, well, pasta is not good for me. Well, you know, that's, again, it's not black and white. It's very gray. You know, some people choose not to eat, you know, white breads and white pastas because it doesn't make them feel good. Just like some people choose not to drink pop and some people do drink diet pop or, you know, pop in general. Some people avoid sugar. I mean, again, I can go on and on with the... With the examples. I mean, they can literally be endless, but it does. It boils down to your intention. And so how do we get out of this diet culture way of thinking? How do we 
you know, shift our intentions and shift our behaviors? Well, we have to first shift our beliefs and before we can see a shift in our behaviors and we can really see and feel the difference of stepping out of diet culture and into the anti-diet intuitive eating way of being. It really comes down to mindset shift and believing, believing, (laughs) beliefs, changing our beliefs and then we can see a change in the behavior because if you are still, for example, lumping foods into a good versus bad category and that's, you know, all of the food on planet earth is lumped into one of those two categories, then you're never going to choose your food choices on a daily basis based on what your body is telling you. Like our cravings, FYI, we crave certain foods because we need certain nutrients. Like our body's trying to tell us that we need something. Like days where you crave foods higher in carbs, there's a reason for that. Like your body's kind of telling you politely like, hey, you know, we maybe used a little bit more energy today, whether you worked out extra hard or you didn't get enough sleep. So we need some carbs to kind of help you not feel so tired. Whatever the reasoning is, your body's politely saying, hey, love, we need some more carbs. So I'm going to do my biological thing here and biologically make you crave more carbs. So FYI, little tidbit, our cravings are our body's way of getting us to eat the foods that have the nutrients that we need. Now, I mean, I get it. Sometimes you just crave it because it simply sounds good or you you see the cake and you're like, mm, that cake looks good and you want it. I mean, I get it. There's there's a little bit of variation there, but at the core, our cravings are are for purposes. So when we lump food in the good versus bad category, we're not necessarily making our food choices from the place of honor in our body we're making our food choices based on on diet culture and what diet culture says like we'll avoid certain foods simply because you know it falls under the bad category and this also kind of segues into the satisfaction factor when it comes to intuitive eating and really letting ourselves be satisfied by the foods we're eating because there is an emotional and psychological component to eating as human beings there just is so that that's another that's a whole nother conversation but um there I kind of lost my thought like where I was going okay honestly I paused the recording for like several minutes trying to figure out exactly where I was going with that and I can't remember but I really hope all these examples you know kind of give you an idea I hope they make sense first off but I you know I hope they give you an idea that you know we can't just make it black and white like dieting and diet culture versus anti-diet and not dieting and intuitive eating like we can't there's no black and white and I think it's easy as somebody who is in the anti-diet culture Or maybe somebody who is in limbo, you know, trying to step out of the diet culture mentality and way of thinking into um, the, you know, anti-diet world, it can be fuzzy. You know, what is health? What isn't health? You know, what... What's good for me? What's not? Especially with a million and one things on the internet and, you know, different doctors in America have the kind of the, the privilege of putting their opinion into their practice and so you know different doctors preach different things too so there's a lot of conflicting evidence and and conflicting stories and research so we have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt and realize that at the end of the day we have to honor our bodies and we have to honor 
our health and what feels good to us. And being, you know, diet culture free and living a life not in a diet culture mentality really boils down to your intentions and why you're doing something. And I think it's just easy as somebody who is new, you know, is outside of diet culture to really look at what somebody else is doing. And if it's something that easily on the outside appears diet culture like, for example, like being vegan or giving up dairy, whatever, to want to assume that they're dieting or stuck in diet culture and not attack, but, you know, start kind of like jumping in and saying, hey, let me help you out here. And we just need to take a moment to realize that everybody is just trying their best to honor their body in the best way that they know how. And that's really the best way that we can separate diet culture from not diet culture is with intention. And again, the only way that we're going to shift from the diet culture way of thinking, which is much more rigid, much more, it forces us to try to be much more black and white into the intuitive eating anti-diet type of living, thinking, being, it starts with those beliefs and those mindsets, you know, and not with just our food and what we eat, but with fitness and our body and just our health and our, our, our overall being all together. You know, we have to start shifting our beliefs before we can see a shift in the behaviors and before it starts to feel normal. Because like I said earlier, you know, diet culture, we've been in it so long, it's been around for so long that it feels normal to us. So, Okay, I hope all of this made sense and I hope that my rambling doesn't literally just sound like rambling. So if you have any questions on anything I mentioned in this podcast, always, always, always feel free to ask. I love chatting with you ladies. I love giving you more information. If you have questions about anything I talk about or anything I don't talk about, I'm always just a message away, babes. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you really loved this episode, please be sure to share it with somebody else who you think would love it just as much. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You truly don't know who can benefit from hearing this conversation or this message. If you want to be friends, and I really would like to be friends, you can find me on Instagram at theamandamurphy or at theamandamurphy.com. And until we chat next time, just remember that you are not alone and that life without dieting does exist. Bye, babes.